0: Love, talk Radio. Hey guys, I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel and I'm Darren Noel. And just as a reminder for our new listeners, um I run a thriving private practice oh. in Naperville, Illinois right outside of Chicago, and I also have a practice downtown Chicago, and we also do virtual therapy and telemedicine online and through the telephone. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, he, my background is in corporate America here at the
0: Associates. I focus on resume consults and mock interviews. Absolutely. So let's just get into it. Um, we are really excited tonight because we have Miss Sequoia Kemp on the line with us. Yes. And she's going to talk about um, being a doula, and her company is called Doula for a Queen. So I'm just going to read to you a little bit about her background. Um, so Sequoia Kemp is a black feminist birth worker based in Syracuse, New York, Secoria became a certified doula while obtaining her bachelor's degree in public health from the University of Rochester. Secoria is the founder and owner of Doula 4 queen whose mission is to use birth and postpartum doula skills, education, and affirmation to reduce maternal and infant health disparities in Syracuse, New York, and the surrounding areas. In the near future, Secoria plans to pursue a career as a certified nurse midwife and use her public health knowledge to provide compassionate high quality culturally aware health care to marginalized community. So welcome wow. Sequoia. Welcome Sequoia. And I do want to give you guys Can't a you wee bit ahead. of a ba- Yeah, I wanna give you guys a wee bit of a background about how we know Sequoia. So truth be told, Darren I are both alumna of University of Rochester. You of are um we are the Yellow Jackets Yeek. And um, I was walking through the tunnels at University of Rochester, and I said, we had not been there in like 15 years, by the way. And I said, man, I wonder if the, the Black King Union's office is in the same place that it was before. And um, so Corey turned around and said, well, I'm the president, and I can take you there. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we just happened to be walking through the halls with her, and she was kind enough to do so. So I know firsthand that she's very helpful and genuine and wanted to give us Information. I can't imagine that it would be that much different with her being a doula. I'm sure she's awesome. So, Sequoia, can you give us a little bit of information, kind of a little bit about you, but also um,
1: your role as a doula and kind of what that means? Yeah, so um, I was trained through Doula Trainings International here in Syracuse. They were doing a pilot program for a community-based program where we would – get funded through the federal government and offer our services to free for people who are part of Healthy Start and Healthy Family Programs. Um, and so I end up going through a year-long certification process where I was doing um, hands-on training. And also um, attending births and um, m- being mentored by my mentors, and I'm um, really learning the scope of the practice and um, and learning how to navigate the spaces with medical providers as well as um, with clients. And so I started with Fur Queen five years ago, and I've assisted in about. Um, 15 live births, but I've assisted over 20 um, women and families. And for me, the role of the doula is to really educate and empower people to make decisions that fully um, honor their um, autonomy and also their birth desires. And also just with the black maternal health crisis really um, encouraging women, black women specifically, to birth without fear and be informed throughout their pregnancies.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So our couples, because you guys know that Darin and I normally talk about just couple relations, but we felt like dealing with um, the quality of a pregnancy and what pregnancy feels like and the way it affects couples was really important because we have so many couples that are coming to us pregnant saying, hey, what do we do? And pregnancy is not necessarily our specialty. but. Right. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, you're talking about disparities in black birthing? So w- what's happening? Mm-hmm. So
1: right now, what we're having is that um, we know well, research and evidence based um, studies have showed that black women are three times or four times more high- likely to um, experience death or um, adverse birth outcomes related to pregnancy, and also. Uh, we, in New York, through the New York City, black women are dying at a rate of 10 to 12 times, more likely than our white counterparts. So through, our, through doula work, what I'm doing is telling black women that, one, it is isn't our bodies, we're not broken, um, it's the system. And really, you know, deconstructing what these statistics mean for us and how to reduce these risks. Um, and specifically with couples, we have, you know, I think that with the mainstream conversation around the black maternal health crisis, a lot of people are anxious, a lot of people are worried, and, you know, people don't want to die giving birth. And so I'm really unpacking that um, in prenatals with our visits where I'm, they're able to ask questions and able to um, get some more in-depth childbirth education that they might not receive when they're in the provider's um, office. And okay, so perfect. Has, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm listening. Um, yeah, the one thing I was going to add is that many, um, the many, the reason why people are looking towards doulas is because there has been some evidence based research that shows that um, people who have doula support um whether they're they're doula and just a client or if they're helping the husband and wife or partners, um, they have a better higher chance of having a positive birth experience, which can really shape um how people view themselves, how how they view their um babies and also help reduce postpartum depression and anxieties around that because they have someone continuously supporting them and continuously giving them um education, um, as well as um there are studies to show that Doula-supported births tend to be a little shorter than those without doulas, and there's a drop in use of pain medication. So I think that um, pregnancy is just it's, it's a lot to really educate people on. And a lot of times, you know, you go to your doctor's appointments, your prenatal appointments, and they're about 25, 35 minutes. But then when you have questions in the middle of the night. If you have questions on your way to work, you can just text your doula and ask them, and it, it increases that gap. Um, Yes, it cre- it reduces the gaps in information for people who might not be able to get all their questions out in in those medical appointments.
0: Got it. I just I just got a text text asking what should a soon to be mother be inquiring about during her appointment? Are there some specific things that you think mothers should be asking?
1: So I I think that it's important to know. Okay, what is your health history? What's your family health history? Do you um, do you have people in your family who experience gestational diabetes? Do you have people in your family who experienced um, high blood pressure during pregnancy? Because you want to be able to know what health risks um, are in your family that are um, prevalent in your family, and also take precautions that will reduce your risk of um, developing those pregnancy-related health issues. Um, also, I encourage people to ask their provider about different ways in in delivering. Um, there's, you know, the common way is on your back, legs elevated, but is that really what is comfortable for you? Is that what your your you know your choice? And I think that um, I let people letting people know that you have options. Um, to discuss the benefit core clamping. Um, really asking providers, what are your policies around these um not so common practices and can and is it possible for me to explore that with this pregnancy. I think um additionally that making sure that the provider um is supportive and, and if you're going into the office and you want to feel relaxed. So you don't want to go if you're feeling tensed up and not feeling like you can ask your provider questions or feeling like they might be judgmental or not. Be as supportive you want to keep those things in mind and often and remember that you can switch providers at any time because you how you're treated throughout your pregnancy will make a huge impact on you
0: i got another question someone is asking can the hospital stop a doula from coming into the delivery
1: room um. No, n- not from my knowledge. So your doula is a part of your birth team, right? So, for me particularly, I make an effort to attend one of my client's prenatal appointments so that I'm introducing to them um, myself to the provider so that they know that we are here as a team. Our 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 common goal is to make sure that mom and baby makes it out of this experience healthy empowered, and alive, and so um, I think the only times that where a provider would say, "Hey, this person can't come in," is the, if if there um, is an emergency as far as like a C-section. So typically, I know in Syracuse they only allow one person in the um, in the room with someone who's having a C-section, and so typically, you know, that I would, you know, it goes to the partner or the mother, whoever um, the provider, I mean, whoever the client chooses. But in most cases. Um, particularly in Syracuse, providers are are happy that doulas are in the room and doulas are able to help assist and um, provide that consistent support. Especially when if there's 18 women on the floor, you know, and the nurses and staff are running around trying to make sure that everyone is being tended to. I think that the um, the support and inclusion of doulas is growing in the nation.
0: Awesome. 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 Yeah, so uh, those who have never, never uh, really dealt with a doula, so, like, really it's not in place of, of uh, a quote-unquote traditional medicine or doctor, but it's actually to supplement the pro- in the process as a help in the, for during the
1: process. Yes. Yes, yeah, so doulas, like by definition, we are non-medical support staff, or not support staff, support members. So our role is um, to educate both mom and or birthing person um, and the partner. Um, a lot of times I let dads know that my role is not to take your place. My role is to actually enhance your role in this um, experience. My role is to include you and teach you different techniques, whether it's non-medical pain management or if it's, you know, giving you reassurance if you're feeling anxious while watching the person you love um, go through this, you know, intense experience. So a lot of times, you know, dads uh, or partners, they might not have much questions. They're just sitting there learning, and even in labor, I'm like, you know, come over here. Let's try this. Let's rub her back. Let's um, let's do some counter pressure. So a lot of times, you know, I'm a part of, the, I'm a team member, and my role is to support you, um, help them advocate for themselves, teach them how to ask guiding questions, um, so that. One, a lot of pregnant people do feel, even those who are in relationships, they feel like they're going through their pregnancy alone because their partner may not be as cognizant of all the, the different changes that she's going through. So my role is to, you know, help increase awareness for the partner or the dad so that they can be a, a another support system to their um, the person who's pregnant.
0: Okay. Um, I heard you that the dual. You will start with going to the prenatal appointments and things of that nature. How long does the role mm-hmm. continue after once the birth happens? Uh, do you roll out at the time, or do you continue to have more contact with, with the with the with the mom?
1: So um, it it varies. I offer a range of um, a range of packages. So for my basic package is I I strive to meet with clients three times prior to labor and delivery, where we um, we do that childbirth education, breathing exercises, where I'm, I'm teaching them techniques and going giving that in depth information, and then I like to at least meet with my clients twice after their birth. So I'm there until up to typically two hours until they um, give birth. But sometimes people don't have support, so I end up staying the night with them, making sure that they're helped throughout the night, um, and continue to give them education um, if they have questions um, way after they give birth. And then I typically meet with them twice, so when they get home, I'll come in. I'll um, help them process their birth, you know, ask them questions. How do they feel about it? Do they have any concerns? Um, I also take notes throughout the laboring process. So, if they either had a question about a nurse or they had a question about medication they were given, I had those information for them so that they can really process what they just went through. Um, and then, for some people, they can hire me to be their postpartum doula, So, I am a, um, a post later labor and Postpartum doula. So postpartum is where we come and we do that continuous care, um, helping transition into parenthood. Um, I've do I've done meal preparation for people who've had C sections and who aren't supposed to be, you know, doing too much movement so they can actually rest and heal properly. So it really varies upon the person's needs. Um, some people, their family come into town, and so they're like, you know, after two postpartum visits, they feel like as if I fulfilled my duty, and um, and so their families come in and help. Um, so it it really varies. It's based upon what the clients' needs are, um, and and also by availability. <laughs> sure,
0: I think I think it's really fantastic that you do offer that postpartum support because it can be challenging because. A lot of times folks don't have family or they're away from their family, but allowing that as an Mm -hmm. option, I think they get someone they can rely on and get that support after the, after the birth of the child. I think that's fantastic.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. No, go ahead. Sorry, I was yeah, I was gonna say about I had one client whose um family lived in Maine and the other family lived in Mexico and um this is a you know a queer family and so they had the one mom who didn't carry and I had you know, had to help her process those feelings of feeling neglected, feeling like people aren't looking at her as a mom because she didn't carry. Um, and so it's really important for people to have someone that they can talk to and process those feelings who aren't going to judge them and who aren't going to minimize their feelings because they didn't actually carry the baby. So I I really, I postpartum, just really special to me because I want to make sure people don't feel like, you know, well, baby's here, that's all, I'm done. Like, people still need support. Um, and there's a quote that says that, you know, when a baby's born, so is a mother, and people often expect. Um moms or parents to just automatically get parenting just because the baby's here, and and oftentimes that's not the case mhm
0: absolutely how- How often are you finding that uh you're dealing with women postpartum that are, are experiencing depression
1: in my experience um hmm, not many women, not many women I've worked with have disclosed that they were dealing with um postpartum depression. And I think that also is because a lot of times I'm with them from here. I mean, I have very, I have very, um, Honest and open conversation so and and we're talking about anxiety and baby blues and things of that nature, so I think that uh, for uh, many of them do experience that anxiety that you know staying up and just watching the baby sleep because they want to make sure the baby's breathing um I know that so the the postpartum- anxiety is very common, but for many of the moms um Not much mention of postpartum depression, but I often find that women who, because they know I'm a doula, I do hear a lot of stories of women, you know, saying, hey, I I went through, I was rough, you know, and I didn't initially bond with my baby. And so oftentimes I feel like even when I'm, you know, having conversations with people who I wasn't their doula, they still, that, that role of postpartum care and that role of, you know, helping them process those feelings still comes out in those conversations absolutely yeah absolutely
0: so what are your thoughts on helping parents to bond better with babies when they're born how how do you help in that way
1: so i one i i'm a huge proponent of kangaroo time or chest to skin to skin um so mm-hmm. many of my clients i you know explain to them the benefits of um Having the baby, you know, put right right on the chest when the baby's born, um, because you know, birth labor is hormonal. Um, oxytocin is a huge plays a huge role in labor and contracting, and also helping promoting breast milk. So, you know, I let them know that when you put that baby on your chest, one, that baby, you know, it's learning your scent. It's also regulating its temperature, and it knows, like, this person I'm laying on, that's, you know, somebody that's important to me. And, and, And oxytocin, which is often referred to as the love hormone, is also being released in the baby as well. Um, so that – oxytocin, it plays a huge role, but it's released, um, like, during sex. It's released when you're, you know, intimate with your partner, kissing, hugging, rubbing. And so oxytocin is released through our bodies. Um, and so that that's one form of, of which you're creating that bond, especially with dad, too, So or par, the partner. Um, encouraging skin-to-skin skin, um, throughout um, – after labor and just throughout the relationship. Just, you know, bonding with your baby, hugging with your baby – um, as well as um, teaching parents how to um, teach their children adjusting to sleeping patterns, um, as well as um, um, just, like, calming, teaching them how to calm them down, like a technique we learn is if you just, you know, ash- do a noise in a baby when it's crying that helps them calm down and that helps um, give them soothing. Um, it helps soothe them so that they can trust you and also build a bond through those t- different types of techniques. So those are just a few examples of um, teaching teaching parents that, you know, it's, it's okay to get frustrated. Parenting is not easy. But, you know, taking a step back and, and you know, and taking a break and also doing things that any, any technique you would use to help you know, when you're feeling emotional stress, those techniques can be used in helping your baby calm and also relaxing.
0: Okay, so you're a proponent of both and parents, both parents doing the skin time.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, it's, and because I, you know, of you know, I try to not be biased like just because mom, mom carries or the, you know the birthing parent carries but you know um partners or dads they still have they still have a bond and so even if um with um breastfeeding is another way to promote bonding but also if um if the birthing parent um they pump and then allow dad to do the the uh, test the skin to skin where the baby is is feeling you know the temperature they're getting to know what who dad is and also um, helps regulate their systems as well, and they get to feed them. You know, so it's like helping to balance the balance the load between um, baby and the parents, so that you know they know. Okay, skin to skin time. This is this is you know a bonding moment for mom and um, for dad and baby, and also feeding them, so that um, you know babies are probably gonna. Some babies prefer breast over bottle but that helps also incorporate the, a balance of parenting and labor between the parents as well.
0: Okay, very good. At one point, should a should a couple get a doula
1: involved? So it's all about what they want. I've had people re- find out they haven't even gone to a doctor's appointment yet. <laughs> all they've done is that a home – pregnancy test and I got a dad texting me like, my girlfriend's pregnant, we want you to be a doula. And I'm like, okay, well have you gone to a doctor? Do you know? They're like, oh, we haven't done any, any of that. And I'm like, alright, well you know, okay. it, you can be as as you know, advanced as you want and I've also had, I've showed up to people's labors who didn't even get a chance to call me <laughs> and set up the prenatal and set up the consultation. And, you know, and I think that because of my reputation in the community, I've, I've been a doula for one family four times over. Um And so, they're just like, oh, I'm pregnant. Oh, we know Sequoyah's gonna be there, and if we, you know, I mean, sometimes it's it's hard. You know, people's lives are busy. They're working. They're trying to prepare, and so sometimes I don't even get to get those prenatals in. And people call me and like, I'm in labor. Can you please come up? And you know, as right. long as I'm in town and I'm not doing anything, I show right up because people need support. So it's really, um, it's really up to the client. I like to meet um, meet them as early as possible because I think that. I really have – people have to form trust, and I feel like the clients who have met and worked with me early on in their pregnancy, um, we just, we're just so in sync when it comes time to labor, and, and, and they really trust me, and they really allow me to help guide them through, um, and I feel as though people – I mean, it's that that's the most consistent pattern I've seen is that um, I've, I've had a client who was looking for me since she was six weeks, and she finally – Oh, she made a Facebook status. It was like, "If anyone knows Sequoia, I need her to be my doula." So people they they, um, they find their ways to get to me.
0: Awesome, 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 saw. So let me let me ask a couple other questions that people are emailing me. What if what if you have a mother that um, she's going to be a single parent and she doesn't have a partner that's active in her delivery?
1: Um, is the, is a doula a good resource for her? Yes, definitely, definitely. Um the the great thing about the doula collective so I um as I was said, I was I was trained through DTI, but I was certified through a doula collective called Village Birth International, and they've been training doulas in Syracuse for the past six or seven years. And so once our training groups graduate, you know, we have a collective of doulas. And so with our moms who are single parents, um, you know, I ask them, is it okay if I bring another doula with me so that they know that, you know, no matter what. If I if I can't show up to their labor, or if I you know I'm at a different labor, somebody's going to be there. We we always make sure women know that we're we don't I don't say no. Um, if I can't take on a client because um, it, it's due to lack of availability, but I really say no because I believe that anybody who who needs extra support deserves it, and we will find a way to make sure that they have a doula. So I definitely uh, recommend. Um, people who don't have partners to have doulas because there's so much um, that can happen in that birthing room. And birthing alone, I mean, um, birthing is so hormonal, so we can if they can have anybody just in there helping them stay calm. That's in there, you know, encouraging them. That help that can help progress labor and just be beneficial to them on a on health wise, but also emotionally and um, mentally. So definitely a great support to um, single moms or single parents, and also those who choose single parenthood as a choice. Who you know who might not have had a partner either way, right. Right, and there
0: are lots of women that are deciding that they want to have babies, they don't have partners, but they want to have a baby anyway. And um, so they are moving towards that. So the doula is a great resource. Yeah. It's, so help us understand finances, because I have people texting me about how much would, would, does should a doula cost. And so I know that your prices are probably proprietary, but is this something people pay cash out for? They pay you monthly? How does
1: how it does so? I offer my services on a sliding scale um, based on estimated yearly income. Um, and and so, like I said, I don't really turn people away because I feel regardless of person, people's academic standpoint, doula care is just really vital in my opinion. And so it depends on the area you live in. So in a place like Syracuse, we have doulas who charge as well as zero dollars, and they or they have a barter system, or they you know it could be donation based, and then there are doulas here who charge up to fifteen hundred dollars for services, and it's really about. Um, so for me personally, I'm sliding scale. As people can't pay, we, we come up with a method. Um, I have clients who pay $15 an hour because that's all they can afford for prenatals. And we have people who pay, you know, 750 for a certain package. So for me, um, my ideology is, is to allow people to, um, you know, do what's best for them. I don't want my services to ever be a financial strain on anyone because that's not how I see, um, I think it does a, a, the community a disservice if there's a, a, a service out there in the community that's improving health outcomes specifically for black women, and then they can't even access it. So for me, that's why I created my doula sponsorship fund so that people who, um, who, have, who are affluent or who had a doula before and knows that how important it is to have one they can donate and really support our efforts in the community. Absolutely. How do, how do people get in contact with you, Sequoia? So many people, um, I, have, I have a Facebook page, um, Dula 4 Queen, the number four, not the word. Um, and we also have Instagram with the same at name, Dula 4 Queen. Um, people can also email us at Dula4Queen at gmail.com. Um, those are the main ways in which people um, communicate with us. And on the Facebook page. We have a consultation form, so people can go right to the Google form and you know select what package they're interested in, or if they just have questions. I have students across the nation who who are like, "I want to become a doula. How can I do that?" And I and I've had plenty of phone conversations, emails, DMs, just um, trying to encourage people to pursue doula care because um, you know I think it's really essential. Awesome.
0: And how do they give to your fund to help people? who need a doula but might not be quite prepared
1: financially? So um, we have a plethora of options. (laughs) Um, So um, every Friday we do a fundraising Friday where we accept donations via Cash App. Um, And so if if a person has Cash App, it's the dollar sign, doula for a queen. Um, We also have a running GoFundMe page, which helps uh, people can share it and also donate on there. Um, It also has my PayPal account. Um, PayPal, I think, got means backslash Sequoia K. Um, we also have a Patreon, which is um, th- where people can sign up to give a, a dollar amount, so you can give as low as $5 a month, um, $10 a month, $15 a month. And that just comes um, right out of the bank account, And and, P- and each month we, like, post an update on our – um, Do doula sponsorship fund or we just write you know, art- a quick article about why it's important to support community-based doulas um, and so those are just our main three methods and um, yeah if they want to write a check they would have to write it out to me personally Sequoia Kemp and put doula for a queen in the memo and they can always email me to get our direct um, uh, mailing address as well this is
0: awesome. Sequoia, thank you so much for your time. Let me say a couple of things. Folks, if you have more questions for Sequoia, look her up at Doula for Queen. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Twitter. Um, also, I mean, there are lots of people that have way more questions. We have 60 seconds, and we can't answer all of those questions. But um, also feel free, can they feel free to, to, to message you on Facebook?
1: And uh, we, we we get typically get back to people within 48 hours. <laughs> Okay, but
0: do know, folks, if you're asking Sequoia questions,
1: that she has a
0: tool set that she should be paid for. So if you're going to ask questions, even if you don't have a lot of money, definitely try to donate to her so that the cause of helping women or helping families uh, have babies and do it healthily and do it well is realized. And also, Sequoia, just questions for the future that people are asking me, how do you help them through a school birth? Um, what does that process look like and how do you honor um, that child even though they did not make it through fully? Um, also other questions are what if one partner wants a doula and the other partner doesn't, how do we negotiate those things? So there's lots of more questions coming, but our time is up. So guys, thank you for listening. Sequoia, Thanks, Sequoia. thank you for being here. And thank you for your support of a community that really needs your support. So we appreciate it. And you guys, Sequoia an alumna of our university. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and
1: we'll <laughs> talk to you guys later <laughs> Take care. bye bye, thank you so much okay, bye-bye
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: Lucky?